letting them know that you got it. I see you. I see what you sold out. Um, let's find a time to talk to each other. I hit all avenues, you know, calling, texting, emailing, whatever I can do to show you that I see your communication, I'm going to do. Can you say, hey, um, so Leslie, if you don't show up, I'm probably going to get fired. <laughs> is that is that <laughs> a good one? Throw that in there. Thank you for tuning in to the Full Arch Advantage podcast, where we dive into the most tactical things around marketing when it comes to the full arch treatment that you're trying to get into your offices. And today, I got a special one for you. I have Leslie Hunt. She is the implant lead coordinator here at SMC. One of the things that we do for our clients, because it's super important, is we do lead nurturing. And I asked her today to kind of share the ins and outs of the patient journey of how patients come into a dental office when it's when it works around uh, the full arch. And she does an amazing job. She shares several steps and tricks that are going to be really, really helpful to you as you explore adding full arch into your offices. Or if you're already doing full arch and you're already doing a good job, she's going to share some things with you that are going to really help elevate your game. All right, Leslie. So how do you see offices making the biggest mistakes or what are the biggest mistakes when someone's trying to get these full arch cases into their office when it comes to lead nurturing? Where are people just totally missing the mark? Yeah, I, I think a big mark that's being missed is, um, you know, maybe not being in contact quickly enough or enough at all. Um, you know, these are not small cases. They're people that are looking to spend tens of thousands of dollars. So these are, are cases that you really do have to nurture a little bit more than than your regular cases. You know, it's not a filling or a crown. It's it's a big investment. And so nurturing them and doing it a lot, um, following up very quickly is huge. So when when a lead comes in, so let's say somebody has a lead, they fill out a form, something like that, how quickly should someone be in touch with them? So what I would usually say is um, either a call or a text within the first hour of receiving that um, survey or questionnaire, whatever you're getting, um, letting them know that you got it. I see you. I see what you sold out. Um, let's find a time to talk to each other. And that and that initial reach out, is that automated usually? Like it's a machine that's like, reaching out and saying that it, first? It could okay. be, yeah. Uh, in some cases, some cases it's not. But yeah, that's, I mean, an excellent idea to have it automated. It makes it much easier. Perfect. And then so, okay, so somebody fills out the form. They are, they're interested in the kind of treatment that this office does, the full arch, right? And it's big, big treatment. Um, so they fill out the form, they get an automated message more than likely that says, hey, we want to talk to you. Here's a way to schedule a conversation. And then you said the second thing that you're saying is that people don't reach out enough. So people need to first reach out fast enough. Right. So we just explained what fast means. Now reaching enough. What is enough? Is it five times, 10 times, 100 times? Like what, what, Or is it kind of broken up into the patient journey? Sure. I mean, I think that, you know, like I said, reaching out within that first hour and then I would say, you know, at least two to three times within that first week. Um you don't want to annoy the patient. You don't want them to think that, you know, that you're trying to sell them something, but you do want them to know that you're there and I see what you're looking for and I'm here to help you. So um, I would say, you know, two to three times in that first week and then maybe four to five times total before you kind of just um, not completely go away from it, but maybe you 
put a, a reminder for yourself in a month or two months, you're going to reach back out. Hey, you know, we never got to talk. Are you ready to, to move forward now? Sorry to disrupt the show, but I got something crazy to share with you. We are attempting to connect with all of our listeners. We have thousands of people that listen to this podcast, and we want to meet you in person. We have four events coming up, and I want to give you a discount code that you can use for the next week to save $300 off your ticket. The discount code is Gary Bird, and the link is going to be just down below. You can also go to smcnational.com forward slash events. I hope to connect with you in person and help each other grow our businesses. Can't wait to see you soon. Got it. And then do you, um, are you, are you reaching out like in that first week? Are you calling, emailing, texting, or are you waiting for really what the patient asked, how to be communicated? What's your best approach there? Yeah, I think that, you know, it, it, it's during the week. People are working. You know, a text is great. A lot of people prefer to communicate by text anyways. Um, so I think a text first, at least saying I'm here, I see what you sold out is great. And then calling. If you're not hearing back, give them a call, leave them a voicemail. But I hit all avenues, you know, calling, texting, emailing, whatever I can do to show you that I see your communication, I'm going to do. Got it. And then from there, do you, you're trying to get them on the phone. That's the next step in the patient journey. What's that look like? So if you're driving to the phone, what's that first conversation look like? What are, what are you really focusing on? Um, you know, I think that if it's by text or by email, you know, I see that you filled out a questionnaire. I see this is what you're looking for. What's a good time for you to talk? Um, just that simple question. Can I call you during your lunch? Is there a better time to call you during the day? Um, and just let patients lead, you know, with that. They can decide when, when they can talk, what time. A lot of, I mean, I guess not a lot of times. Sometimes, They'll just want to communicate through text or through email. And I think we have to yeah. open ourselves up to that a little bit, you know, that um, that's okay too. It's not, my preference would be over the phone, but it's communication, right? Yeah, mine, and see, and mine would be, yeah, as little communication as possible yeah. and all through text, right? right? Because I'm in meetings all day. So if I'm coming to do something, I have to be messaged yeah. or emailed. Like that's the only way that I'm going to be able to connect with you. Um, if you try calling my phone, you might as well, you know, send a, send a fact right. or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't work. I don't have any reminder system. Like there's nothing. So, so, so it's really person dependent. And then, so then you get them on the first call. What is that first call's focus? What's your main focus or purpose with that first call? Yeah. I, I honestly think that it's <clears throat> letting the patient tell you their story. That's the biggest thing. You know, again, with these big implant cases, People are looking to spend, I mean, they don't want to spend a lot of money, but they will spend a lot of money. And I think you have to find their why. So answer or asking the simple question of, tell me what's going on with you. What are you looking for? Why are you looking for this now is just so huge because that one question will open somebody up and they will just tell you their whole story. And that's where you kind of get that buy-in from them. Got it. Okay. That's, that's really good. So they've, they've shared their whole story. So you, how are you doing that, actually? How are you getting them to share their story? So normally, whenever I call someone, you know, I'll say, hey, I got your questionnaire. I see that you put on here that you're wearing dentures. And they'll say, yeah, I am. Well, tell me a little bit about that. How long have you been wearing them? Well, you know, I've been wearing them for two years. And I hate them. They're so uncomfortable. Yep, 100%. I, I hear that all the time. Tell me a little bit more about what's going on. Well, I can't eat and I can't talk with them. And I'm so embarrassed and I'm constantly you know, covering my face because I don't want people to see me. That's, 
it, it really doesn't take much for somebody to open up and to tell you that story. They just want to be heard and they want you to know what's going on and why they're looking for what they're looking for. Got it. Okay. So they're, so now we got them opened up they're talking about that, that, that their experience, how are you deciphering at that point? if this is a good candidate to pass to the office or if they were a little bit higher in the funnel and they're still just researching and things like that. Cause that's, that's the last thing these doc- doctors want, right? Is someone coming in who's not anywhere near ready for treatment. Right. And, but they're, but, in, in, but instead we want people who are ready for the treatment and they're that that's the next logical step for them. So how, how are you deciphering that? I think you just have to ask questions, you know, um, have you been to other implant consultations? Have you been able to get pricing on what you're looking for? Most people haven't. They they don't know the the price range or the cost. And so then, you know, it well, let's dig into that a little bit. Have you researched any options? You know, these are the options that we have and these are some of the price ranges you may be looking at. Um, okay, so you want you want to get it you want that sticker shock. So a lot of dentistry is all about hiding the sticker right. shock, right? Because it's like, hey, we can do Invisalign for $99 a month yes. or we can come in for a free exam and x-ray, right? And so you're kind of covering it up right? because nobody ever thinks dental is going to be as much as it is, right? right? For anything, whether it's a, a filling or all the way up to implants. So everybody's always sticker shocked by that. So getting that person who's lower in the funnel, they you got to sticker shock them to get them into the office so that way they're ready to buy. Is that the way you're thinking of it? Yeah, you know, because you can you can tell anyone that, like, hey, I can't really give you any pricing over the phone. Obviously, we have to see you in the office. And you still do. You know, you're not going to get an exact treatment plan over the phone. But um, I, I think it comes off as very authentic. And you're being honest with that person. You know, I'm not going to lie to you and say, oh, okay, you may spend a thousand bucks. No, these are twenty, thirty, forty thousand $40,000 cases. I'm going to tell you at least a range of what you may be looking yeah. at. And if you're saying, yeah, okay, that's what I figured. Great. Let's move forward. Right. But now, you know. okay. So that's bottom. So when price is like, cool, like, Hey, yeah, cool. I'm comfortable with that. That's how, you know, they're bought. That's your trigger for bottom of funnel. And then do you, are you, how do you know that they're like financially able to cover that? Is it because their response of like, okay, cool, let's do it. Or is there additional questions that you're asking? Like, around the financing. Yeah, I think that, you know, sometimes I I think that that definitely leads to that conversation of, okay, you're fine with that pricing. Clearly, you know what it's going to cost. And then it allows you to open up other questions. Have you thought about what a good budget would be? Are you looking to do financing? You know, stuff like that. It allows you to lead into that financial conversation. Got it. And then and then how are you, how are you having that conversation? So uh, what does that look like? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's basically those questions. And a lot of people will ask you too, right off the bat, do you offer financing? Can I make a monthly payment? And then it allows you to say, absolutely, we do offer credit-based financing. Um, you know, some offices offer in-office payment plans. Here's the details around that. And, uh, you know, I guess it depends on the office, how deep you want to dive into it. But, you know, you could even say with the financing that we offer, Here's the credit score, you know, that we need to see you at or this or above. Um, you can talk about co-signers. It can really open up that conversation once you talk about the money. Awesome. And then so, okay, so now we have this person. They're highly interested. They understand the product that you're offering as, you know, it's, it's full arch and all those kind of things. And they understand the cost. And they also understand that there's going to be some kind of financing at that point. Now you're handing them off to the office. 
where where do things tend to break from there? Like, what's the next breaking point that is it not showing up or do a lot of them show up or is it not accepting treatment for one reason or another? I think it's probably not showing up. And and that's the biggest um, hurdle that I've seen that I have to come across with the offices that I work with. I think you have this great conversation with people on the phone and, you know, you get their buy in and their why and then they don't show up. And I think what happens is they get off the phone and they go, oh my gosh, this is really expensive. How am I going to do this? Or maybe I'm not ready yet. And then they don't show up because they're scared. And, you know, it's the dentist anyway. So people are fearful anyways. Yeah, got it. And one thing that I've seen help with that is, and I would love your thoughts on this. So this is what I've kind of seen to help really, but this is very tactical down at like, each person has to do it their own kind of way with their own kind of style is, Hey, I got a I got a favor to ask you. So I'm gonna role play with you, right, Leslie? So I'm like, so I'm the I'm the office, right? And so I'm saying, hey, I got a favor to ask you, Leslie. And you're gonna say, sure. And and I'm gonna say a personal favor. Hey, Leslie, I got a personal favor I gotta ask you. Yeah, sure. Sure. What is it, Gary? If you have to cancel for any reason, can you please let me know? And the reason why I ask that is it's my responsibility to make sure the doctor's schedule stays full. And people have to change things, and we totally get that. But I have to know like right away if you're going to be changing the appointment for any reason. So can you let me know that if, if that happens, Leslie? And when you get a patient to agree to that, what happens is is you 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 asked for a couple of things. Number one is a personal favor, yeah. not a business favor, because no one cares about the if no one cares if you know you break a business meeting or a lot of people don't, right? right. But when you personal favor, and then also I attach some emotion to it. We connected on a level that you understand my job is to make sure that you show up. Right. And if you don't show up, it's going to make me look bad. I, is, is there anything that you've seen that works well in that area? That, uh, that, that's kind of the thing that I've, I've seen. No, I think that that's great. I love that idea, actually. And, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I've done this with some people and some people I haven't. But um, I think saying, you know, if an office offers a free consultation, hey, I can offer this to you at a free, you know, consultation. Um, but if you don't show up or, you know, no show on us or something along those lines, you know, I can't offer it to you for free anymore. Offering something, you know, this is well, usually kind of taking it away. Yeah, it's a four hundred dollar consultation normally, but I'm going to give it to you for free, so you got to show up for me. Um, stuff like that too. You know, just creating, like you said, you're you're kind of creating this personal bond where maybe almost they they feel a little upset if they don't show up for you. Yeah. Can you say, hey, um, so Leslie, if you don't show up, I'm probably going to get fired. <laughs> is that? Is that I a good one? Throw that in there. Like this is my last straw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had three people no show this week, and uh, doctor's not happy with yes. me. Yeah, so um, just totally joking. So no one, I go out there and do that. So um, okay, so okay, so now, so the patient shows up, uh-huh. and we finally got him in, right? And it's like, okay, we we did use all the tricks in the book to make sure that this person actually shows up for their appointment. Where's the next bottle, bottleneck from there that you see offices get frustrated around from a lead nurturing standpoint? Um, I would just say if maybe you're not giving them the information that, that the the office wants you to give. Some want you to really dig in deep and give pricing and financing and, you know, all this information. And some don't. They want you to be very surface level. I just want as many patients as you can send me. Um, so you got to know your office. You got to know who you're working with. Um but yeah. So wait, so just so I understand yeah. this, so th- some patients want a lot of information and some patients don't? Yeah. I mean, I've had, you know, patients that uh, have called and I've talked to and they don't want 
the pricing information. They don't ask for it. They're not asking uh-huh. for any of that. And some, yeah. obviously, you have to do a little, you know, more with them. So, so in your opinion, the office needs to understand who their audience is, who they're speaking to. Yes. If someone's ready to buy and they're just like, hey, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Say, hey, this is how long treatment's going to take. This is how much it's going to cost. Yeah. Signed on the dotted line. Let's get going. And some are going to want a whole museum tour of everything and every nook and cranny and every detail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it all relates back to that, you know, personality. It Are you a, a personality that you just want to know the facts and that's it and you can make a decision? Or do you need to know all those little teeny tiny details and ask all those questions? It just depends on the person. Yeah. And one thing that I've I've noticed is that when we've measured this uh, at SMC is that we are for every $5,000 of marketing spend, you're going to lead nurture for about two hours a day. Yeah. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah. So most offices, and this is where it kind of leads me into my next question for you. So two hours a day, most GP offices, if they say, we want to start adding full arch, they don't realize, oh, I need, I need a human being for two hours a day right. to call these and be on top of these and every day reaching out and re-reaching out and re-reaching out. So you need a system for that. Yes. That's where our CRM comes in that we're launching and uh, in August uh, for, for, for the dental industry, you needed some way to measure that. A lot of people use spreadsheets or they use things that aren't integrated with their PMS. And then, so you need something though. And then from there you need the time, like you need the bandwidth to be able to do that. So, and that kind of leads me into my next question for you is like, there's a huge difference between full arch offices who that's all they do is full arch and the GP offices who want to add full arch. So what what's the biggest differences between those two that from a lead nurturing standpoint and trying to get these patients to walk in our door that offices really need to understand the difference between those two business models? Well, I think like you said, you know, that you really do have to have somebody dedicated to that. It, it can't just be, um, you know, somebody that works the front desk and they're having to check in patients and check out patients and do insurance. And now you're going to add this onto their plate too. And these specialty offices, they understand that. They know how much work goes into it. They know they have a process down. Um, and a lot of these general offices don't, you know, because they just don't work with a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So and in, in lead nurturing is just part of it, right? So then you got scheduling. They a lot of times they don't know how to schedule these patients properly because of the amount of time or right. the the interacting that you need. You can't have the doctor just come in and be like, Yep, cool. Exactly. Do it. Um and leave. You know, they they need to be in there spending time with them, talking with them. Um, and so there's there's a lot of differences there. And I, I think understanding that that it's not easy, right? Like adding full arch to your office, not easy. Right. Um Getting a lot of leads is easy. Yeah. And, but getting those leads to come in and buy from you is the hard part. And that's the part that so many people get confused about. So, if we had all the people in the world, all the dental offices in the world, and they're all, they're all sitting here with us in a stadium that, and they all want full arch and they're sitting in a stadium and they're listening and you're on stage and you have one message to tell them around this thing of lead nurturing. What, what would that one message be? Gosh, I guess it would be, you know, that you have to devote yourself to it. You have to devote if that's what you really want to do. Um, like you said, it's not you bring a patient in, you pop in the room for five seconds and you're done. You have to devote uh, uh, ho- hopefully a specific person to doing the lead nurturing. Um, you got to devote the time and you have to devote yourself as the doctor to spending right. time with those patients, answering their questions and um, 
you know, getting the buy-in from them, uh, whether that takes 10 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour, you have to do it. Yeah. And one thing I think too, with getting, getting these full artist cases to say, yes, it's a full team effort. Yeah. It, you, you can get a lot of yeses in GP without a full team effort, but you cannot do it with full art. So it's like the, and when I mean full effort is that everybody's thinking in the standpoint of lead nurturing, right. where it's like the doctor's lead nurturing, even though you got the lead sitting there in your chair, right? And it's a patient, you're lead nurturing, you're nurturing that patient. Operations is nurturing that patient. You got to make it easy for them. If there's any friction at all, they're not going to buy from you. And of course, marketing, everything marketing's doing is to nurture that patient in, because if you miss any of those steps, it just isn't going to work the way that you want. So thank you so much, Leslie, for coming on today and sharing your expertise. This was really good. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was fun.